0: Good morning, traders and investors. You remember that ridiculous rally last week that took us up because we thought Jerome Powell was getting dovish? Well, we've given that all back and, and then some. We're actually 30 handles below that rocket point where was 39.50. China up, China down, taking us down here today. A lot of downgrades. We got some earnings to cover. We got Ryan Craver coming on to talk about the retail sector, which we all are very curious about. And uh, REITs, what's going on with Blackstone? Is this something something we need to discuss? Let's start this day out, pre-market prep, Mitch. Let's get it going. Good morning traders and investors. I wish I could say it was a good morning for the S&P 500 stock index futures, but it's not. We're down 23 and a half handles at 3921.50. The bucks a little weak down 21 cents at 10533. TLT backing off down 22 cents. Uh, crude hanging out in the mid 70 handle. That's kind of strange. Up 17 cents at 74.43. Uh gold represented by the GLD. That's up 450 at 1786.80. Silver, that's up 19.5 cents at 2253. And uh on the day of the Benzingo Crypto Con- Benzinga Crypto Conference. Uh, the futures are down two hundred and forty dollars at sixteen thousand seven hundred and five. Let, let's bring in uh, Dennis, who has to go to the dentist, and uh, Money Mitch, guys. Let's get the show on the road.
2: Yeah, looking I, forward. Looking forward to the eleven o'clock root canal here today. So that'll be it's exciting. just the routine.
1: The routine root canal, you know,
2: that'll be exciting. You're I'll be, every I'm day, looking very much forward to it.
0: That's
1: that's called
2: good morning. I,
0: are you going to get the gas, or are you going to get the... I'm going to
2: give you the needle. The yeah. laughing gas. Come on. Sure you got to take
0: the laughing gas. There's
2: <laughs> no laughing matter here. I, I had one about 10 years ago, so I'm having my second one. So that's awesome. So it'll be a fun day. We'll look forward to that.
1: Okay. That's a bullish on the Santa Claus rally with the teeth there.
2: Yeah, there you go. There you all go. Right. What are you gonna do? Got to get so the teeth fixed up. Still yesterday. fighting along COVID on top of it all, so that's why I'm nasally and feeling congested. Still, it's been a three month COVID <laughs> cough cold. Yeah, awesome.
0: You're such a psychological lift to the, this show, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> An enthusiasm been unknown been to mankind. Well, Dennis, I got up at five o'clock. <clears throat> Uh, Took Perry out, uh, went swimming, made some breakfast. Uh, so at least one of us is having a good day. All right, we got here yesterday. Really, no specific news, right? Except just there's no buyers up here. They're not buying the dip here. We we came from a, no, have a elevated level, right? There were clear sellers out there, and we were looking at 4100. We're like, well, yeah, let's you know, let's go, let's let's find some buyers, but nah. No, it, it's still like I said earlier in the week, it's hard to find support. What we're going to be looking at today is a low from yesterday, which has not been breached yet. Uh low from yesterday, 12 and a half, uh, 14. But you know what? I kind of let, let's start with this REIT thing, Dennis, because um, you know, I, I've seen it a lot on CNBC. They got more crypto than this, but you know, looking under the hood of the market, I mean, I don't, I don't personally, full disclosure, I don't have any REITs, but wouldn't you be kind of nervous yeah. if you you don't know, if you had some reads? I mean yeah, this, I would. This black
2: swan. I mean this yeah, this you know, and they're saying this is normal course when they get too many redemptions in a quarter, they gotta push them to the next quarter. But I mean there's been a couple of them already. And right. I just gives me the impression like it's never ever a good thing when you don't allow people to get their money back right away. It's a really, you know, and it's not something they can say this is normal course when we get too many redundant. I've never heard of them doing it. So it would scare the living daylights out of me if I was in any of these things. And yes, I would be very ticked off if I wasn't getting my money, but if I was in similar products, other REITs, I'd be selling too. So I mean, one thing, there's a couple considerations. I'm just saying, you know, some of these REITs have rallied pretty substantially from the lows. Some of these REITs have not that great of dividends when you can start comparing them to what the you know, risk-free rate is here now. You know you can look at the IYR, That's not saying point. it's going to go yep. contagion in every REIT, but I'm saying 3.25% dividend. We're hearing about redemptions in some of these products not happening. I mean, obviously, we're, we're pushing it a little bit further, but Kramer did a whole piece on how this is no big deal. That scares me more that scares me more so (laughs) i don't think you're gonna have you know a major issue here but i don't know if the risk reward really justifies being in these things right now you know vnqs come off the low 75 to 85 they're the same products and you can go on individuals there's like a you know a thousand REITs out there so most of them are going to be fine but they start getting a bad taste I think the risk reward just isn't there. I don't like them just because the dividend, when you compare them to where the risk free rate is here now, with interest rates going up, isn't that great? The dividend yield on these things. So I didn't like them before. Now you see stuff like this. I'm like, nah. I I wouldn't be selling. I wouldn't be buying any of these things. And if I owned them, I'd probably be selling them. Yeah, it's it of- going to piss a lot of people off because a lot of people are loaded up with REITs, but. 4.5%, 4. 4.6%. 4. Yeah, where, where's the risk,
0: you know? Where's your risk on these things?
2: On the IYR for a 3.25% dividend. And, you know, real estate, do you really think real estate is going to kill it here next year? Is this like the thing to be in money, Mitch? Like, you think housing prices, and not that these are housing, a lot of it's commercial. Uh-huh. Um, You know, some of these are housing products, but most of them are commercial products. But do you really think, Real estate is the thing to be in right now when we just jacked interest rates as much as we have. I think if I go to an economics textbook, it would say, do not be in real estate when you're seeing interest rates rise substantially.
1: Yeah, so, we've uh, talked about how the interest rates don't seem to be pivoting anytime soon. And that's even longer they're not effect for the real estate, right? If, the, if they're not going to pivot soon and then the real estate uh, sector lags, a lot of this kind of... Uh, from of course the money supply coming down, there's, there's a long outlook for real estate to the downside. The only thing that's keeping it up is the low supply. That's the only thing that's keeping it up. If there was for any reason, high supply out there, it would have been probably another 2008 in my eyes, if there was high supply, but there isn't. And so that's the only thing that's might keep some prices higher. And keep it a uh, kind of resistance to the change in price, but it's gonna come down some. Now the REITs haven't come down much. No, and I think that they that's another at all. Thing. Yeah. I mean, look, we can take a look at Toll Brothers as they reported today. Also, well, before Toll you House, do that, toll's yeah, before, a home
2: builder, so yeah, nothing to but, do with REITs. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I
0: wanted to say is, I mean, just do the math with uh, I would look at office reads is what I would be. I don't like those either, yeah. because I mean there is, and I can't believe anybody would be, you know, like I still see some office buildings going up around here. Um, I did see Ford unloaded a bunch of their stuff in Dearborn. They got rid of it. I mean, is is there going to be an increase in demand for office space? I I don't think so. I think we got plenty of it. So that's you know, I think the apartment reads. I mean, people still need places to live. Of course, prices are going up, uh, but the uh, the office reads is where I think I'd I'd be a little bit nervous. I mean, who's going to you know want bigger space? They're going to want smaller space and lower prices. So. We can, uh, we'll can. we see how that whole scenario plays yeah, out. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm running through some names here so you guys can see the higher cap ones in those REITs for the office, right? You got DLR, ARE, um, BXP, uh, Boston there's, Properties. There's
2: so many. And all yeah. of these things, now Boston Properties, certain ones are getting the beats and certain ones aren't. And obviously they're all different. So, you know, good points to the chat. You know, you have different types of REITs for different things. So research what your REIT is in. Mm -hmm. Then commercial real estate, I wouldn't want to own it. The cell towers, you know, we know there's a few of those. Obviously, the cell towers, you can own them directly if you want through like American Tower. But again, all of these products, all of these things, all of them do not like higher interest rates. This higher interest rates that we've been, you know, and people saying, well, look, they've raised interest rates from 1% to 4.5% here in the last six months. And you've been calling recession on this show, and we haven't seen one thing for the consumer to get broken. But what Powell has said is he's not going to stop until we see inflation come in. The only way to get inflation is, is to break the consumer. I think eventually it all comes to roost. It's just delayed. So everybody who says soft landing, I think are idiots. Honestly, I think that's my opinion. I'm not saying you're personally an idiot. I'm saying if you think it, I think you're an idiot. I don't know for sure. I don't have my idiot crystal ball, but I think you're an idiot if you're saying soft landing. <laughs> I do not think there's going to be a soft landing. It's why I still stay heavily in cash in my long-term portfolio. I thought they might come by this dip the last couple of days. They're not yeah, coming. No, Maybe they're no. going to come. Maybe the dip buyers are lurking. I thought they've been lurking. You know, I thought we might have this run to 420 from a trading perspective. It looked like the bulls were in control. The bulls are losing control here. So, you they know, are, from a trading perspective, no you got to be lightening up on the loser trades. So, and I mean, you know, people are asking me about para. We can go on the thing. Yes, I was long para. This is what happens. You're long a stock. It's looking pretty good <laughs> technically. And then all of a sudden you get a tape bomb in your stock. Tape bomb. That's what I got a direct hit. Boom, tape bomb. It's right back down to where I bought it two weeks ago i was up 10 in it and basically a week and a half what i was saying to you guys is take the money while you got it. take your money and run i need to listen to my own advice i did not sell my para probably gonna sell today at a scratch or maybe even a slight loss and that sucks that's the type of market we're in though you stick around too long you end up losing money it seems like on the long side stick around too long those shorts you end up getting your money back or making money so as much as i'd like to get you know like say yeah let's go buy a bunch of these REITs that are beat up like Blackstone oh wow man BX look how cheap this thing is yeah you know what but they just stopped redemptions in one of their products that pisses a lot of people off and that monthly chart don't look good either what what is this the longest duration you've
0: ever stayed this high in cash can you remember
2: been a long time Two doc- um, now, again, you know, there's been moments we were, you know, me, we were all cash. Oh, yeah, yeah. The COVID yeah. thing. COVID, yeah. Me right, and you, and right. we had puts, you know, we were all like full Paris. <laughs> but that was an easy call. People who were saying, you know, it wasn't, e- it was an easy call. Back in January and February, we were early, but you could see the pandemic coming a mile away. It was like a freight train coming across. You just had to know. It wasn't like, oh, my goodness, what is this? We talked about it on the show for two months before it happened. That was an easy call. This is not so easy call because stocks have been beat up stocks aren't cheaper than they were relative to themselves maybe there's the potential that i'm the idiot and there is going to be a soft landing if i'm if there's a soft landing i am an idiot if there's a soft landing i don't see how i can't figure out the math because i don't think inflation just magically disappears without going into a recession but you know i'm not an economist i'm a stock trader so you know maybe i'm wrong maybe there's a magic formula you know Whatever it is, you know, magic beans that, you know, all of a sudden inflation just disappears, gone, and, you know, corporate profits don't go down and the consumer keeps spending like crazy and we buy new cars and we don't care. Maybe that magic formula exists, but I don't know of it. And that's why I still have to stay heavily cash in my long-term portfolio. I'm almost 50% cash, Joel, in the long-term portfolio.
0: I just want to take
2: crappy ones like Para, which obviously I thought value stock. Well, you know, value stocks value for a reason. It's crappy. And, you know, obviously, i going to get hit by and impacted by a recession here, too. So there you just go. Just for this
0: Blackstone Inc., I just, you know, I'm looking at the monthly here. And boy, oh boy, losing this 80. I mean, this thing, you know, it came down and touched 80 in October. Uh, I wouldn't even think about this. Well, I'm not thinking about it on the long side, but you gotta establish a strong bid above eighty, and I don't think that's gonna be happening anytime soon. Uh the next monthly low comes in at 7429. If you're looking to bring this in, this is this is a little bit of a thinner stock too. So just look at it's the, that. It's fairly well
2: traded. But well, Joel, I just they want just stopped redemptions there. on like at least <laughs> one of their products. I don't know how many other products here, but That's like spooked some people, spooks people when you don't when you don't allow people to get their money back and they're asking for their money back. People are spooked and people are upset and other investors say, no, thank you, because you might do that on the next product. That's the worry out there. Maybe this is normal course like Kramer says. Maybe this is just, you know, they're just pushing it to next quarter. You get your money back next quarter. Don't worry. We don't have the money for you right now, but we'll have it next quarter. This is what Kramer was saying last night on Mad Money. I wouldn't um, say that. I've made, you know, I, don't <laughs> I wouldn't know. say that either. I don't know if that makes you more comforting <laughs> that Kramer saying, don't worry, you'll have your money next quarter. But I'll tell you, this stock chart is telling me that Kramer is wrong uh. and people are nervous. Uh, maybe I that whole hope piece not. is just to make people not as nervous. Maybe Blackstone is going to be, you know, everything's going to be okay. You're going to get your money from those products next quarter. Or maybe we go into a recession and it gets a little bit worse. Either way, I'm not buying Blackstone. Yeah, it's nice to have a 6.35% dividend. Yeah, it's going nice up, to say everything up. is just normal course. But for me, no. 6.35% dividend. I just tied money up in Canada, GIC, 5.1% risk-free. People say it's not risk-free. The Bank of Canada can go under. Never done it before in 130 years or whatever it's been, but I suppose it can happen. But I'll tell you, if the Bank of Canada, all of a sudden, if the Bank of Canada just stops paying their bills, we're in a world I heard and the stock market is not where it is anymore. If the Bank of Canada goes under and cannot pay their bills, the stock market's down 80% from where it currently is. So either way, Blackstone, and you can compare apples to apples. You're buying Blackstone, 6.35% dividend. Bank of Canada, 5.1%. U.S., you can get 44 4.5% in risk-free products. They'll say the coiners will say they're not risk-free and they're going to default on their debts. Maybe, again, that happens. But I'm telling you, if the U.S. government and the Bank of Canada start defaulting on their debts, we got a whole lot of other problems happening here. So Remember. I would say I'm safer in the Bank of Canada than I am in Blackstone. That's Remember,
1: we, we talked about for a while what could maybe happen, financial instability. I think we might be seeing a little bit of financial instability. Doesn't mean that it's really roaring its ugly head, but just to keep that in mind.
2: Just, All right, let's get out of the Blackstone. This could be the start of problems, Money Mitch. This could yes. Just be Yes, and that's, me and you, me and that's you what then. I think we're pointing towards. We've to been waiting start. for you know the start. I think the start, I kind of thought it was going to be 2023. I thought you know the seasonality, the Christmas season could push stocks to 420. I was going to sell everything, not even own any stocks, sell it all. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should have been selling all of 409 last week. Obviously, hindsight capital's 2020. Maybe with Santa Claus doesn't come to town. I don't know. But I know on rallies here, I'll be like second guessing, you know, any type of, you know, bullishness that I had in the last week
1: all right let's keep going let's get towards some stock earnings we got a lot to go through so we're going to keep rolling through now i do want to mention to everybody today we do got the future of crypto event on right now as we speak if you guys want to tune in and just a little bit they're starting at 8 30 a pretty cool panel i would say opportunities and threat facing crypto you got kevin o'leary anthony scamucci check them out. That's going to be on another stream right here on this channel. So if you guys want to tune into that, you're more than welcome. If you're more interested in the stock market, well, stay right here. We got a lot to talk about. All right, let's get towards the earning stocks. First one I want to get towards. And of course, you guys can also uh, chime in in the chat with what you guys want to see. Let's go to play as this was the first one that I was catching today. I was going to take a look to see what would happen on a stock like this. Nobody's playing, at least. That's what it seems like. Uh, Dave and Buster's EPS here at four cents. Uh, let me go ahead and get towards the multi charts here. Uh, four cents in line sales of 481.21 million beat the 473.62 million estimate. They did raise their fiscal 23 year uh, adjusted EPS guidance. Now, where things got a little bit Uh, in the guidance that didn't look great here was the raise organic net sales growth guidance from 4 Uh, 4, 4 to 6% now to 7 to 9%. So they do see uh, that growing, but comparable stores are uh, sales decreased 2.4% versus the comparable period in 2021. So what I think it is, is that there was a lot of pent up demand of going out. And I think that pent up demand is starting to
2: die out. I think so too. Everybody was excited to go out now. People are looking and saying, Well, you know what? I'll save as much money as I did six months ago. Maybe I'm gonna eat out a little bit less. Maybe I'm gonna do a few little things Mm -hmm. less. Again, the path, which we have outlined on this show for the past six months. You first use up your cash reserves. When you start getting you know, when interest rates start going up, what happens? You first use up your cash reserves, then you jack up your credit card debt. Then you stop going out as much. You stop, you know, just doing as many things. Maybe we're entering step three. You know, long ways to a recession. Long ways to get there to really kill consumer demand. But this is the start of it. The credit card debt. When you list reserve, when you're just you, need, you know just bringing down your cash reserves, that does nothing to kill demand. When you're bringing up your credit card debt, that does nothing to kill demand. They're still spending like they were because they have. Now all of a sudden it's like, well, we're maxing out our credit cards. Well, you know what? Maybe we just won't go out for dinner tonight. I mean, that's where we go the next step. You know, we're yeah. outline the steps to a recession. Not mm-hmm. instant. Oh, they raised rates. We are in a recession. Not the case. Play is proof that hey, maybe we're entering the next step. Recession's still coming, folks. Still Man, coming. this is uh this is wild. They
0: dropped it, they popped, and they dropped. Uh, we're down in the red here. I'm looking, I just look at longer term. He had great resistance at 40. Um, that doesn't do you any good. Uh, and there's just the like 30 bucks. I mean, that's that's on the monthlies. I don't know if we're going to get that, you know, that low today. Um, I think it would be looking the first daily low to contend with. Uh, right now, as we speak, throwing out the pre-market levels, I'd be hawking 33.21. Uh, actually, a pair of lows at 33.21, 33.68. Let's call it 33.50 on the downside if you're looking for more. Coming back on the upside for the adult Chuck E. Cheese, uh, yesterday's low was 35.66. And, uh, you know, I'm, I mean... I didn't like this place, you know, before there, I mean, you go in there and you put all those tokens in there and you throw the ski balls and (laughs) you get all the tickets and, you know, you get a stuffed animal. The
1: kids step on Joel's toes, you know, yeah.
0: did you, did you when you took your kids to Chuck E. Cheese, like, did they ever get stuck in like any of those things and you had to like climb in there? And... I've been stuck go,
2: in those things, <laughs> yeah. Remember, I Dennis told you, like, I, I just King, got stuck I was up there, there last there in week. The bloody Burger King tubes or whatever. This was before COVID when they still had the tubes. They climb up in the tubes, and Spencer's way up there, he's like two years old, he's way up, climbed up the tubes, and he's like crying up there. So, I'm like, okay, here we go. I climb up the things and I'm like, I'm like halfway through and I'm like this way. I was like, oh, don't bend that way. Don't bend that way. I'm way up in these tubes. It's not made for somebody who's 220 pounds at the time. I'm like, wiggle my butt through trying to get to my kid. Look at the booger on the side of this tube because they never get up between those <laughs> things. Just The little girl's disgusting. like, what are
1: you doing up here, Dennis? You're not supposed to be up here. Come on. Yeah, and
2: then you get in trouble. I'm like, my kid's up here. He's crying. I'm trying to get to the kid. I'm like, come down. No, they don't come down. They just stay up there. And the tubes come get me so you climb the adult all the way up Chuck there basically yeah it's a nightmare those tubes and everything and get caught all this stuff it's an absolute nightmare for an adult joel so you're lucky you don't have to do that anymore maybe when you get grandkids you're gonna have to do that at least okay. i would uh, say joel, buster's joel's fit enough though he just fly through those tubes he'd have
1: no problem at all <laughs> all right let's get out of david busters let's go to campbell's soup who's getting their soup this uh year uh looks like uh it might be soup for us next year, but this monthly chart doesn't look bad at all. Q1 EPS at $1.02, beat the $0.88 cent estimate. Sales at $2.58 beat the $2.45 estimate. Is this an opportunity here?
2: Well, here you go. You don't go out to Dave and Buster's, you eat your Campbell soup. Let's go back to the theme that seems to be playing out pretty much perfectly. Cash reserves down. Credit card dead up. Uh Uh-oh. Well, we just won't go out for dinner tonight. We're going to stay home and eat Chicken noodle soup, baby. Chicken noodle soup. It all adds up. Recession still coming. Take over the technicals, Joel.
0: This is a big old move for Campbell's Soup. Busting out over 54. I mean, it's not the rest. uh, can't call the rally over you and say, I'd be looking at this 55. If, if this opened over 55, I'd be pretty impressed because you got to take out, you know, your 53 sellers, your 54 sellers, and now your 55 sellers. So, you know, it's not a super thick stock, but there is going to be some good volume. Um, above 50, above this 55, you're talking about your uh, this got a spike. Everyone was buying Campbell's soup in April 2020, uh, 52.4 uh, 57.54. Uh, that was a high back in March. And uh, I did when I did my Costco shopping, I bought a bunch of things at Campbell's soup. And you know what, I still have um, I bought two I don't know, maybe 10 pound bags of rice. Because I figured, you know, you could always have the rice. We went through the first bag, and we're halfway through the second bag. And then the only reason is because uh, we have to feed our dog that a lot. But, uh, yeah, let's get to 55. Let's hold a 55 bid. Let's 57 and that 54 if you want to hold out. But, Dennis, this is a big move in the pre-market for Campbell's Soup.
1: Yeah, Joel pointing out that monthly level. I like it. Let's go towards next stock. Uh, Ollie's Bargain Outlet. I don't think they got the uh, memo there uh, that things are cheaper right now, but let's go to Ollie here. Ollie's Bargain Outlet, definitely getting hit in the pre-market. Q3 EPS at 37 cents, missing the 41 cent estimate. Sales at 418.1 million, missed the 429.1 million estimate. Uh, They see... Fiscal year twenty two EPS at a dollar fifty seven cents to a dollar sixty two cents. Sales at one point eight one seven billion vert and to a high end of one point eight two seven billion. Uh Ollie not getting the love that I thought they would maybe get.
0: Would you want to be disc going into this report after what's happened to Costco over the last few days? Holy,
2: do you see what's happened to Costco? This is impressive. Like most impressive, that's a shellac. I, it's a, yeah, it's been nonstop I down. I, I, and again, you'd think Costco actually is going to hold up because people buy his stuff in bulk. But so, I don't know what they're telling you here, man. Maybe they're not going to buy as much stuff at Costco. Five forty-two. They had that day. I don't know if that was a day that they reported earnings or what it was, but you know, it was a wild candle. Was it? When did they report earnings, match? It wasn't that. It wild. wasn't earnings. It wasn't was, uh, was, uh, was earnings. Same store sales.
1: No, the comments from the Black Friday and the Cyber Monday uh, that e-commerce was down for them. Uh, They do have e-commerce that you can like order. You can open the app and you can order from there. uh, Things like that and their website. Oh, they report
2: Thursday. Sorry, they report coming up.
1: Yeah, they're coming up.
2: They're coming coming up, up.
1: Maybe they can shake that with the report.
2: Yeah, maybe. Wow, though. Bag holders here from the last six days, I'll tell you that. Not a lot of bag holders in Costco, but there definitely is in the last six days. It's down every day. I mean, we lost 20 bucks, then we lost another $20. Now in the last three days, we've lost another $20. It's slowing, but it's interesting. Uh, Full disclosure, I do have a small position, trading position in Costco, which I will trade out of today. Uh, boy,
0: oh boy, there is not a lot of good support in here. Uh, oh no, let me take that back. There's a parallels in the lower 51 handle, didn't quite get there yet. Looks like you got a little buyer in this area, just trying to provide a little bit of support. But you take out that pre market low, I'll call it uh 51.35. Uh, that was a pair of lows back in uh, mid November. And then coming back on the upside. Wow, this had a big rain. Oh, people are stuck in this one, Dennis. It's saying rallied off the low yesterday. I'd be, if you're mm, not today, but if you're trying to wiggle out, I'd use $55.55.16 was your low, uh, was yesterday's low. So it's got a a nice gap to fill in uh, Ollie. This is a big move. The same. This is probably. I bet you the straddle riders on this one are getting kicked a little bit because uh, this is a
2: big move for. Ollie's. I've never been in one of those stores. You've been in an ollies? No, I don't uh, think they have.
1: I, I think I have once this year. It's just like uh, I would. I'd compare it to like a big lots, but yeah, that's just what I would compare it to. All right, let's I, keep going. I think going. we should
2: talk Carvana. Carvana, I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. You. It's let's down get... 26% here, Joel. Again. I mean, it's just down every day. But... You know what the cool thing is about math? That, <clears throat> did you know a stock can go down 26% every day forever, basically? Just because the cool thing of math just keeps going down more and more and more and yeah, more. I mean, it gets the, down to a penny, it's going to be fractions of the, the, the law penny. of averages,
1: right? Come into play, right? Where you have, have a law make... let's
2: just, just that, you know, people think a stock goes down 100%. Well, it can't go, well, if it goes down 100%, it can't go down anymore. If it goes down 99%, it can go down and down 99% again. So when it goes down 100%, it's over. But, wow, what a disaster. I mean, we've talked about this stock. Hey Dennis, you know, it's an 830 number,
0: low. Q3 productivity revised up Thanks. at 0.8 versus 0.3. We got a little bit of a rally going, oh, uh, far from unchanged here. Just a very, uh, you know, we're 15 handles off the low. Uh, still down 15 on the session i just uh i didn't know if you were getting up uh, well off.
2: it would have been good three minutes ago but i'm already picked <laughs> off if i was I mean, this off, is there did not move was... that much thank goodness what's yeah, the deal with Carvana today i heard that they Ooh. were getting some cash i heard one of their creditors was doing a deal i guess not we got All red right. Bush downgrading the stock to underperform and they give a price target of one dollar thank you but bloomberg was reporting that apollo and Pimco were in a path to prevent A creditor brawl over Carvana, so they were saying good news, kind of. I thought last night, not so good news apparently. Well, stock down twenty six percent here now. Johnny come lately, Carvana down to a dollar, whatever. I mean, this is just the story has got bankruptcy written all over it. Maybe it's not going to go bankrupt. Maybe it's going to turn around. Maybe it's going back to three hundred dollars. But my money's on bankruptcy. So I'm not buying a five dollars, I'm not buying a four dollars. They go down to a dollar, it seems like they kind of stabilize there even when they go bankrupt. But it's got bankruptcy written on it. That's what I believe is going to happen here. Not touching it.
0: Do you know you want a, a bet on this one? On like uh, I think whether it Didn't was I? gonna hit three hundred or something on the way up and you took the upside. And it did. And it did. <laughs> and they got it a Goldman three. upgrade. When's the last time Goldman did a rating on this thing? I can remember I don't them. Anybody who's
2: doing them. ratings on this is hiding under their desks right now because they're all. Yeah, poles. I
1: mean, it, I mean, it's just how it goes sometimes. It's going to be bubbles. We had the bubble of the used cars, right? Well, bubbles pop sometimes. Looks like Carvana's bubble. It was is just.
2: Gone. It was everything, you know. It was a silly town, you know. Obviously, everything got silly town, and people. This is what's going to start happening. You know, bankruptcies. Kramer doing the other piece last night. Very interesting. You know, Kramer, all this commentary saying the bankruptcies are at the lowest point they've been in years, um, which is probably true. But you know what that means? They're coming.
1: The is going to be
2: one of them, I believe. I believe you're going to see a lot of these other companies like Ride. You're going to see a lot of these other, you know, darlings of 2020. You know, the I'll affirm it. Stocks. How's that? What's that? Affirm? I'll affirm what you're saying. I'll affirm. I affirm as well. You guys get the pun, and I believe Mitch is correct. I'll affirm as well. Buy now. Downstop. In a recession, not a good business model.
1: Downstop. Upstart. Downstop. Upstart. We'll
2: see what happens. Downstart. There's a pile of them. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we're going to see hundreds of bankruptcies next year for many of these tech darlings of 2020. Um, they've just burned cash for too I'll, long. I'll and you, you know what? A, They're a, not going to be able to get the money as easily as they have in the past.
1: A day where I expect to see them get hard, uh, hit hard is when Vroom disappears.
2: So this Vroom's one is... still there. They means, never disappear. They go to the pinks. Yeah, they never fully what, disappear. But When, when that happens, no,
1: so that's going to give, I think, the writing on the wall on Carvana. I think it's already there. But this, for sure, if this one goes, I think you're just like, well, they copied your model, essentially. That's what Room did here, and they couldn't do it. I don't think Carvana will be able to last either. All right, let's get towards our guest. How about we do that? We do have a great guest to talk in the back. Let's get him on here Let me get his banner ready. All right, let's go to Ryan Craver here. Let's get towards him. All right, Ryan Craver, retail expert, founder of Commerce
0: Canal. How are we
3: doing? Doing well. How are you guys doing?
0: We're doing we're doing okay here. Uh I always like to talk to you around uh around the holidays and uh and retail season. Uh first of all, to, to, just tell tell the I I know what your company does, but like tell tell the audience what your company does and then, you know, we can appreciate, I appreciate, but they can appreciate your input even more.
3: Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Long time, no chat. Uh, So what we do is we go to brands, major brands across the country and globally, and we help them set up their businesses on Amazon, on target, on Walmart. So all those various uh, products that you guys are buying on those sites, we're setting them up for them and then setting up the marketing one of the ways i like to describe it is is say when you go and look at a t-shirt and it follows you across the internet that's the type of marketing that we're setting up for you until you buy it so we have a good i don't need um, any new
0: shoes okay
3: yeah. i have all
0: the shoes i need all right don't give me any more shoes but okay i mean segue into that i mean i, I mean the big concern here with the uh, you know, is the advertising dollars, if these companies are cutting cost, I mean, are they trying to spend more money to bring in the consumer or, are you, you know, are they cutting back?
3: So the big problem we've got in retail right now is we have way too much inventory, right? As, as the supply chain has caught up uh, post-pandemic. We have way too much inventory. So everything's selling at a pretty significant discount. And a lot of the major brands believe that because everything's selling at such a discount, they don't need to overmarket on it. So you're right. They are pulling back on how much they're spending because they do want to drive some profitability this year. I think if you look at the places in which people typically spend the money, so the Googles and the Meta's, the Pinterest's, Um, Certain ones are doing a little bit better than others. Google, we have definitely seen our clients pull back pretty considerably. Uh, Twitter, for those who have remained on Twitter, (laughs) we have seen them increase it, mainly because as more people have left Twitter, advertisers specifically, we've seen the costs go down a little bit. So they've decided, hey, let's put a little bit more money there. and then Meta with Facebook, Instagram, etc. believe it or not, we've seen uh, some of the major advertisers increase their dollars spent there. And some of it's going off public on to places like TikTok and other, other spots. I think you're probably going to say, well, what do you think about Meta? Believe it or not, I actually think it's a compelling buy. I think How that, I think Zuck is doing a little bit of a, head fake with this build out of the metaverse. I think what he's really doing is trying to play catch up with TikTok. If you think about Facebook, they've gone through a major change historically when they went from desktop to mobile. I think they're doing the exact same thing by going from a river that's based on ads and content, based upon who you know, to a more TikTok-like version with stories. So if you see stories and reels, you're now seeing some compelling data from them. I think they are starting to provide a much better place for advertisers to spend their money versus where they were a year ago when Apple released all their privacy controls. So believe it or not, and I'm, I'm talking my own book right now, I've been buying Facebook slash Meta. I, I think that this is a compelling buy where it's at today, and I, I think he's going to figure it out.
2: I think there's value here, Ryan, for your thesis to eventually play out. I mean, there's enough value here and enough cash that he's got time. You think about all the storied stocks of 2020. Some of their thesis, some some of their, that may have played out, but they ran out of cash. Lies companies ran out of cash. Yeah. He's not going to run out of cash, not anytime soon. So that's the good thing. So I think you do have the time for you know for his thesis to play out. You know, do I want to wait around for 2030 for the metaverse to you know be the place to be? <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that or not, but I see your point and I can see the value thesis here as well. And I'm a value guy myself. So I I, I can I can see it. The question is, you know, when, you know, like can he turn this thing into this metaverse powerhouse before 2030?
3: I don't think that really matters. So I know that sounds bizarre, but who cares about the metaverse? His real value in extracting more dollars from the brands that we sell for and everyone else is if he flips the majority of the ads he's pushing into the TikTok-like experience. I think he can do that. I think he has the largest global audience of any one of any other app and he has the ability to monetize it differently. Remember, he had this exact same problem when he went from desktop to mobile and he had this exact same problem with the, the river to stories when Snapchat capitulated and all that other stuff. So I, I think he can probably do it. And I think if Metaverse gets figured out, you're right, whether it's going to be tomorrow or in a decade from now, I think that's icing on the cake.
1: I, I would have come in here and say that isn't there a bigger problem to play here? Isn't this more to do with data sharing and the issues that are coming up with that, that that's why the issue has come about
3: in Facebook, not necessarily TikTok? It's a little bit of both, right? So some of that spend has gone to TikTok. But yes, you're right. Apple has created this box that they are now just driving what they perceive to be actual purchases when you're being an advertiser. That's why I think he's also pushing all this money in so that he can create his own demand pixel so that he can isolate himself from Amazon, or excuse me, from Apple. Keep in mind, Google's also signaled a similar privacy issue by getting rid of cookies and things like that. So I think we're gonna have these individual walled gardens for a long time to come, but you're right. That is another big reason why. You guys are talking about other retail names, Ollie's and and some others. Do you wanna talk Mm -hmm. maybe some retail? Yeah. yeah,
0: that's what we want to do. Well, first, I mean, comment on some of the recent earnings. But, I mean, uh, you know, the, the Costco we could talk about. We could talk about the Ollie's Bargain Basement. There seem to yeah. be big winners and big losers. But uh, give us uh, give us a, your take on, uh, well, you know, the Costco Ollie situation.
3: Yeah, I mean, so I think if we, we step back and we think about what we've said over the past, I think the old guard largely remains the old guard. Costco, top-tier performer. Amazon continues to be the place in which people are shopping. Shopify continues to be the place where if you're setting up a new store, that's where you're setting it up. Um, Snowflake, if you're setting up your infrastructure to run your retail, that's where you're going. So all those names remain the same. I think the charts look pretty horrendous, though. But those four still are the old guard that I don't think anything's changed. Nothing's changed in what retailers are doing. Nothing's changed in those that are setting up e-commerce businesses. So I'm still a big fan of each of those. Costco specifically, I think it's a gift. I think this is the best performer that exists in retail that we've largely ever seen. Um, Now, I know we'll probably talk a little bit about the credit card debt up, small business hiring down, Um, you know, the amount of savings down, but I think if you're going to be in retail, this still remains the top name for in-store shopping. Their e-commerce still a little bit weak, but at least they're offering it now. And then on the e-commerce side, I think it's Amazon. I think the Wayfarers, the Ebays, the Etsy's, all those guys, they still have not truly picked up what they need in terms of business and figured it out. And traditional retail, like the Burlingtons and the Coles and the Macy's, it's it's still a struggle. I think we've seen a little bit of a relief rally in traditional retail, but it's it's not names I would put my money in right now, given what we see coming on the horizon. Hmm.
0: Interesting. What about this rally in Walmart? Is this sustainable?
3: Walmart, so Walmart surprised everyone. What they did was is they controlled their POs quite well. So they they saw in the middle of the summer that they had way too much inventory and they just started canceling POs. Fantastic job. They've just pushed all that inventory back down the supply chain. Target, terrible job. Exact opposite. So I I think if you want to play in the, Home Depot, Lowe's, Target, Walmart world, Walmart's probably the best to have um, updated their supply chain. Now, that customer is probably gonna be the most affected in terms of spend. Target's customer's a little bit stronger, but I still think Walmart's the better performer.
0: Moving on down the line, you still Target. They're still having trouble. So your favorite, favorite Walmart um, over Target. Let's talk about the holiday season. Uh, you know, big winners, big losers. Um, you know, are people with inflation, higher prices, not getting as much for their money? Uh, what's the hot toy going to be? Give us uh, an outlook for uh, the upcoming holiday season.
3: Holiday season, I think, is, is going to be – better than anticipated. I think leading into Cyber 5, Turkey 5, whatever you want to call it, that group of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, um, it was a lot better than I think a lot of people anticipated. However, it was only up single digits year over year. So I do think the holiday season is going to be better than we anticipate. I think the inflation number is going to be offset by all this inventory being at a much lower price. So I think Q4 is going to be okay. Q1, Q2, that's where we start to see the issues with the credit card debt, lower savings rates, etc. I think that one's a little bit murkier. Um, winners this holiday season. Yeah. Amazon still continues to take all the traffic. Um, they also have the ability to drive higher services sales. So keep in mind, more stuff is sold on Amazon today than uh, via sellers like ourselves than they sell themselves. Sure. So I, I think they're going to definitely drive some profitability and, and pull there.
1: Yeah, that's definitely why I think Dennis and I have talked about Shopify also. But one that's been doing really great as of late from their earnings is Best Buy. What do you think yeah. about here? Because this is not an area that I would have been like, yeah, people are going out and buying a whole bunch of electronics. Yeah. But it seems like it's getting
3: in the lift here. What do you think about the stock, Ryan? I, I actually like it here. Um, I, I think it it has done a good job of controlling inventories, mainly because they do a lot of drop ship business. So they never, for their e-commerce stuff, they ship it directly sometimes uh, mm-hmm. from the vendors. I think that you know it's it's hit that point of about 85 ish so it's kind of like receded from there so it might be weak in the short term but i think for q4 i think they're i think they're positioned well
2: i mean ryan let's just take this into 2023 because we can say you know it's going to be a good holiday season maybe we want to be in some of these stocks for the next month but i've been laying out the scenario here for quite a while that i think the consumer is going to have less less cash in 2023 and retailers are going to take the brunt of that. What are your thoughts here as we get through the first quarter? Don't you think eventually with higher rate interest rates, eventually there's going to be some type of consumer demand destruction here happening and that retailers are probably going to take a hit from that? When does that start?
3: I think it starts uh, probably in the February time frame. Okay. Um I think we're going to round the corner in Q4. It's going to be better than anticipated. I think the start of January will be better than anticipated. You got all the gift card sales. You got all the returns and exchanges. I think that that's going to be relatively strong. And then I think people are going to come down from their holiday high and they're going to realize how much they truly spent in all their travel, services, restaurants, bars, services, etc., cetera. Um, and they're going to start to pull back a bit. Um, I I have told all of our clients to expect low single to maybe low double digit increases year over year on walmart.com, amazon.com, all the dot coms where historically we've told them 30 to 50% year over year. So I, I do think 2023 is going to be a little bit rougher. I think the wallet share for retail is going to decline.
2: Are the stocks going to reflect this or are they beat up enough in a lot of these um, you know stocks that you know a lot of it's already priced in? Because that's the, the bigger question, you know. Obviously, you listen to it, you're talking to a lot of traders out here and a lot of investors as well. And yeah. and, and and the question is, is it priced in? Is a recession priced in here, or is there a lot more downside if we actually do go into a recession? It's a great question.
3: I I think for traditional retail, it is not. You look at Burlington, TJ Maxx. Um, those guys who have seen this recent relief rally, I do not think it's priced in. TJX guys at like... an all-time
2: high. I mean, you're talking about a <laughs> stock that's at an all-time high. I get, you know, it's a discount retailer, so maybe if we go into recession, maybe we all just shop at TJX, we stop shopping at Macy's, and we go to TJX to buy the stuff cheaper. So there is that, you know, movement as well, but it's at an all-time high, Ryan. Should it be at yeah. an all-time high? No, I don't think so.
3: I, I would... Take it if you're on a a, a gain right now. Take it and run. It would be my position. You've got other weird ones like J.W. Nordstrom. I mean, at what point does that need to get to before they try and take it private again and we see a pop there, right? I mean, if if it gets down to that 16 level again, 15 and a half, you know, they're well below a market cap of where they wanted to take it public previously. Um, I think you have to look towards tech, right? So the, the, the guys that play in retail that are tech Shopify, Amazon, who have had a terrible 2021, 2022, those are probably the names where if I put money, I'd probably see some upside in them because they've just had a terrible 2022 because they're tech related, but they are driving strong retail numbers. So I, I can't, I can't say that I'm excited about any retail unless you are a long-term holder and know that you may have some pain next year. And if you are that person, go with the strong bellwethers, the old guard, the Costco's, the five below's, those types of guys.
2: One more question for you, Ryan. And this is a question that I've asked myself a lot of times. And Paul Adder's asking in the chat too is, what is the deal with Dillard's? What is <laughs> Dude, the deal that DDS is the stock that can't just stop, won't stop, never will to stop? To go up forever and ever and ever. I mean, it <laughs> broke out in 2021 from 100 Now it's $357. It's probably the only stock that has this relentless bull market going when every other stock is out a bear market. I go into the Dillard's and I see it as a Macy's, I see it as a Nordstrom. I see it as you know this big you know department store, some nice stuff in there, but I never see a lot of people even shopping in these things. Yet the stock continues to defy gravity and continues to go up. What is the deal with Dillard's? I don't understand. I mean, we've been talking for <laughs> what probably probably probably
3: five years, and you guys always bring this one up. <laughs> I the, the, the best I can think of this one is they will continue to exploit the small little niche they're in it's not like they're opening new stores. It's not like they're overpowering us with an e-commerce marketplace. They seem to be just one that steady as she goes and she just continues to wean back on inventory, wean back on square footage and they make profitable decisions. It's not like their comp sales are any stronger. They're just a small niche player uh, in a crowded field if you want to hold it, hold it and let it flow. Go for a while. I remember maybe about a year ago when we talked about this one, I, I tried to liken it to something like an Altrio or an old-time Philip Morris, but it doesn't even pay a big dividend. It just continues I, to play along and step, step up. I don't understand the stock. They, really they've don't.
2: obviously figured out some way to, you know, I think every you know department store should take the Dillard's model here because they're doing something right here, and I make they they're making the money too, you know, unless they're cooking the books, they're putting out the numbers to justify it too. I can't figure it out, but you know, it's it's impressive. This stock is up, you know, we're talking about stock up 250 percent in the same time period that most stocks are down. So it's been an impressive yep. move for Dillard's.
3: It is. It is impressive. Kudos to them. No new stores just pull them back on maybe that's what it is they have
2: maybe that's what the, the the trick is is not try to go for that huge expansion just keep making money the way you're doing it maybe that's the trick i don't know all right ryan we'll definitely have to bring you back to see if we do get santa's coming
1: to town or not right we'll have to wait and see appreciate you like always coming on retail expert founder of conference canal check him out ryan craver appreciate you coming on
0: Thank you. We're climbing a good back day, here. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, I can't
2: figure out what is climbing back, though. I mean, I can go through, and we always <laughs> like to the look moments. here. IWM is green. IWM is green. Spy okay. is barely down. But if you look, here you go. Tesla, down 2.4%. It. Apple, I got down it. 1%. Microsoft's down a half a percent. Yeah, all Google. the banks are down between 0. 0.4, 0.5%. Your chips are all down. NVIDIA AMD, the tech is not flying its way back. That's but so then you got up. like consumer staples like Coke are trading down. You've got, you know, I'm looking at my screen. That's almost all red on the top 200, except oil. Oil has went green. Maybe it's all oil driven. Um, you know, some of the consumer staples are holding up uh, or, or, or more because obviously, um, with or the food stocks, I should say, because of Campbell's soup. Campbell's. Yeah, because of Campbell mm-hmm. Soup helping. But I'm like red everywhere on this screen. I'm just looking and I'm seeing S&P go green. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, it just defies gravity. And then everything pulls up towards the S&P. Maybe all these stocks are going to pull up. But there's definitely a major disconnect here at 8.55 between the stocks and the futures. So we'll see what happens. Maybe, you know, the stocks are all going to pull up and we're going to go green. Or maybe S&Ps are just a little bit too excited here this morning coming all the way back. Maybe it's a selling opportunity.
1: If I look at what's up on the S&P 500, I see a lot of names that were down big and maybe are a little bit of a bounce. I know solar got hit hard yesterday. SEDG is showing up here. It is up in the pre-market. We'll see what happens on solar. Solar names got hit hard yesterday. You guys can see it here from this uh, industry outlook. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't have an ETF for uh, solar that actually works in my eyes. Or Um, can yeah but I don't think it works a lot of times it's just like you see how it looks. it looks bullish right now <laughs> it lags a lot of the price action so I try not to focus on that when I use this one that's more of an index of all the stocks and it's equally weighted uh that's why I like it but first solar started turning around yesterday are these the stocks that we look for bounces or are these going to get sold off in my eyes I've been looking for seasonality to come off on these names I feel like they've run far in pH for solar you guys thoughts on solar stocks
2: i've liked solar for you know a long time but at the same time it's been just such an incredible run i mean i've had the certain canadian solar which hasn't been a good one Um, i've sold part of the position i still have part of it there i mean it's been a a lot of these stocks maybe that one hasn't run but you know you look at enph made new all-time highs i mean i don't want to buy stocks making new all-time highs right now i get it you know there is certain pockets that are in furious bull markets and solar maybe is one of them, but I can't bring myself still thinking about recession next year. I can't bring myself to buying stocks at all time highs. So I think I'd sell it. I think it's a gift, the rally in these things. Joe, you're on mute. <clears throat>
0: Uh I'm looking at this EMPH and it had a real bad day yesterday. So mm-hmm. it's had a lot of a lot of two, three day moves to the downside. So I don't think I'd be stepping out quite at this level. Uh but if you get down here, maybe to the low from yesterday was zero four forty-five. A little bit more on the downside there uh, in the 303 handle. um, I see a pair of lows, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, First Solar, I mean, these stocks seem to get hit, but they seem to bounce back right away. Uh, With First Solar, uh, boom, i keep a close eye on this 155 area. You had a pair of lows there in mid-November for First Solar and uh what else to it csiq i know De- uh mitch and i were looking at that one we really thought this <laughs> been a dog. Might break out yeah it yeah just it was craig performer. johnson
2: was on our show and, for, and solar was really right. hot was back hey, in september yeah and he liked this one i was like you know what craig's made some good calls i jumped in just with craig and um it hasn't been a good one i've been straight down ever since it's tried to come back it's like i sold a piece of it on the recent rally from like 27 to 36 because like wow well, It's been, you know, a dog here and it's just been consolidating too long. So it almost feels like it's trying to get back up, but it feels like it's going to actually turn and go down. So I kept a small piece of it. It hasn't been a good one. I mean, there's so many better solar stocks here. So I don't know what's wrong with Canadian solar, maybe because it's pretending to be Canadian
1: uh i don't know how you guys feel about this comment by warwick because this has been the comment that probably in this year i feel like it is more than talks about that i don't think this is ever really true uh gold only performs in times of very high inflation and deflation do you guys feel that gold is an inflationary hedge i i don't feel that is true
2: gold's its own thing we know gold is not an inflationary hedge for the simple reason is that we've had some significant inflation here going on for a long time and gold has went down yeah, so that's... i mean we're, we started the year 2022 at 190 on the gld you know we've had inflation running rampant the entire year and gld has went down gld just does its own thing yep. it does its own thing take that it out the textbook really it really has not been an inflation hedge whatsoever i don't know it makes sense that it should be an inflation hedge but honestly it has underperformed this year tremendously you can say it's outperformed stocks but from what it should be doing in an inflationary environment it should be going up and it's been going down so i'm taking that chapter out can't go up in you know the most inflation we've seen in 30 years when's it going to go up
1: that chapter right here rip inflation. it out rip
2: out the page mitch throw it out rip get it out, that out of burn here. it get that out i'm the book not a cause... gold bog i own no gold in my long-term portfolio i don't see it as a portfolio hedge i don't see it as an inflation hedge i don't see it as doing anything useful for me whatsoever no gold for me yeah it, it's in a lot I'll of textbooks. i won't own uh, it.
0: it uh it's it's hanging in here it's hanging in here i'm just afraid if it can't establish a bid over 1800 uh that it's it's gonna be up for a pullback and uh if you're looking for support i mean this 1780 has been real good support over the last three sessions so um and either another another low at 82.90 so trying to i guess it's all uh dependent on the fed right and uh and what their next moves are going to be but it's had one heck of a rally since mid November. Uh I'm just, I just just want to see it if you're looking for continuation on the upside, you got to make that 1800 support. And now it, it, the last the rally in the last couple of days it has not even been able to get up to 1800.
1: All right, let's wrap it up here. It's 9:01. You guys can keep up of course with Joel Conan on pre-market prep plus. Uh, go to premarketprep.com and check out, of course. He has his own channel, if you didn't know, right? Premarket Prep. Do you got that guess, channel? Guess what I'm Make talking sure about subscribe. today
0: on Wednesday with uh, Wedbush. Today on Wednesdays with Wedbush, believe it or not, we're going to be talking pot stocks. And, what? Uh, Ger- stocks.
2: I know they're
0: yeah, talking Ger- Yeah, Gerald, uh, Gerald Pasquarelli. Uh, he's a Wedbush analyst. I had him on the, uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, talking about uh beverages, and he had a mm. really good outlook on that sector. I'm dropping like the link beverages. in there right now. Um, and he just started out, uh, he had just initiated some coverage on it. So, if you guys want to talk pot stocks, uh, flip on over. I put the link in there. Uh, triple D, uh, good luck today, man. I, I, I hope it's that, an interesting
2: uh, one. I'm getting the beats here this today. The morning and the root canal is coming too, so it's not exactly. that great. Where I'm getting beat up in the market, and I'm going to get beat up in my mouth too. <laughs> so, a little bit concerning. I've had a root canal before. They're not fun, but hopefully it'll go okay. So if I can speak tomorrow on the show, you know I'm doing okay.
1: Man, Joel just dipped just on folks, me. I was going to tell him. He's
2: like, it's a ten-minute rant from Triple D. I was going
1: to, I was going to give him no, T C N N F. I... True leave. It's an OTC stock, but I've done my research team. And there's one that I feel eventually, if cannabis gets it right, it's one true that I like.
2: Leaf. True leaf. Don't go for those fake leaves. Go for those true leaves. All right, I'll leave part, you at that.
1: Big part, big part. I know Dennis, it's like, yeah, I'm out of this cannabis stock.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, big cannabis part stocks. is make sure that these cannabis companies I probably aren't need some cannabis today, housed. though, for this root canal. Make sure that they don't have extreme debt. That's what I think you need to be looking in when you're looking in the books. Uh, from the cannabis companies, the ones that have a huge amount of debt already have pushed themselves low enough that I don't think they come back. The ones that keep themselves in an ability to be close towards when they want to push on the gas pedal, try to push on the growth, find some profitability. I think those are the ones that you need to keep in mind. Of course, a lot of these companies, eventually, if we do get deschedulizing. And we finally get to where they can come towards the open markets. I think they get a lift just because they would be going towards, let's say, New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ and joining, uh, getting onto to the exchanges. So something to keep in mind. Right. One of my biggest outlooks is looking into the financials, and making sure they don't have too much debt and that they're kind of holding back their growth a little bit because they're waiting for the moment that they can actually push the gas pedal and have deschedulizing go through. just an outlook there. Like always, guys, Dennis, go do what you do best. Good luck to me
2: on this root canal. (laughs) Yeah,
1: good luck, my (laughs) friend.
2: I'll say good luck to myself.
1: All right. Dennis is out of here. He needs to go get some shots. Numb that out. I'll see you guys over. Future of Crypto is on right now. Come check it out, team. Our event on the year. You guys can check it out. There's a long schedule today. Plenty of panels. Different areas to check out whether it's NFTs, crypto, blockchain technologies behind it. It's going on right now. So I'm taking you guys over to that. Don't go anywhere, team. Stay right here and check out the future of crypto.